Hey there, Jeff from Guest Insight. Welcome to another episode of our podcast, Feedback Matters. Today I'm flying alone, usually bouncing ideas and thoughts off of my colleague Rich, but we're not doing that today. I'm on my own. Wish me luck. So today I am going to be telling what we call the origin story of our fan value score, which is our loyalty metric that helps businesses with guests or customers. I think that's pretty much all businesses. It helps them to simply visualize and understand how the guest and customer experiences that they're delivering today will impact their businesses going forward. And I'm telling this story today, or I'm recording this story today. It's the middle of the NHL Stanley Cup finals because the fan value score is actually a metric that was derived from a lot of loyalty data that we've been collecting for a very long time. In fact, we've been collecting it for more than 20 years, and I'll give you the specifics of what that data is in a minute. But at that time, we weren't using it in this way. And along the way, we there were a confluence of circumstances that brought us to take a look at uh, the loyalty metrics that we were capturing in a different way, inspired by sports analytics, and specifically a sports metric related to hockey, the plus minus rating of a player. So that's why we're doing this now. But let's start with the loyalty data that we've been collecting for a long time. So. We've been doing guest and customer satisfaction for, as I said, more than 20 years. And uh, I'm not gonna get into the specifics of what guest or customer loyalty is because that's a pretty complex topic. We did a bit, uh, we did a three-part three part video series about four years ago uh, that's available on our YouTube channel. I will put a link in the description box on YouTube below as well as in the show notes for the podcast if you are listening just to the audio version of this on your favorite place to get podcasts. It gets into some of the ideas behind loyalty and how to measure loyalty. And essentially, the best way it turns out to measure loyalty is to try to understand what the behaviors of loyal guests or customers are. And so for a long time, we've been asking three questions that get to some of those behaviors. So let's talk about that. So what would those behaviors be? First of all, one of the pretty obvious behaviors of a loyal guest or customer is somebody who comes back. They become a repeat customer or a guest at a hospitality business. The second uh, very common Loyalty behavior is the willingness to recommend. Somebody who speaks well of a business or a restaurant or a hotel or a brand, that is another behavior of a loyal customer. And then the third one is, I don't want to say it's counterintuitive, but it really frames all experiences that uh, businesses deliver to guests or customers. And that is the experience they deliver versus the expectation that that guest or customer came in with. And that's also a complex topic that's uh, best left for another uh, another discussion because expectations can be set in many different ways and from a variety of sources. But at the end of the day, it's very important that a business at least meets, if not exceeds, the expectation of 
expectations of, of guests or customers when they come through the doors. And we've learned since we started asking this question again 20 plus years ago, that this has become more important in something that didn't really exist in any big way at that time, and that was that's online reviews. As we all know, online reviews have become extremely important to all kinds of businesses, particularly hospitality. And in a lot of analyses of reviews and the text that people write into their reviews, expectations plays a huge part of it. So these are the three um, main ideas that we've always captured as far as data points relating to predicting whether somebody's going to be a loyal customer or guest. But back in the day, again, more than 20 years ago, we didn't sort of look at them comprehensively. We sort of uh, asked a question about each and, it, and then reported the results back to our clients afterwards. And then at some point, a little beyond that, we started uh, developing dashboards and scoring other parts of the surveys that we were sending out. And we developed a scoring system where we sort of combined things together and we came up with scores for, uh, let's use the example of a hotel. We would use a score for, uh, say, the guest room or guest services. And the score was based on a zero to 100 scale. And so we also translated that to the idea of loyalty. So we came up with a zero to 100 score for loyalty. It wasn't called the fan value score in the beginning. And it worked fine. It was, it was um, useful for our clients to understand whether they were doing better or worse over time. And we kept going along. So, in addition to our customer and guest satisfaction work that we were doing for clients, we had another part of our business that we did a lot of work in, and that's helping consumer products companies figure out what products to market, how to market them, how to advertise them, and so forth. One of the things that we were doing was something called product line optimization. So, I'll give you an example. Let's say you have a ice cream company and you sell your ice cream in supermarkets and in supermarkets shelf space and specifically freezer space for ice cream is very limited so you can't sell as many flavors as you want you have to you have to sort of d decide how many flavors and sometimes you can't decide but let's say you can sell five flavors that's the the most you're going to get onto uh, get into a freezer case in supermarket chains. So let's say you can sell five flavors of ice cream. How do you decide which five to sell? And so there's there's market research techniques to, to help you do that. And that's something that we did very often. And so about eight years ago, we were helping a company optimize a product line. And at the same time, we were also onboarding a new pretty big client in our hospitality practice in guest satisfaction. And so one night after uh, work, a few of us were out having uh, dinner and perhaps a few adult beverages. And in the place that we were uh, dining, there happened to be a hockey game on, on a TV nearby where we were sitting. And somehow we got into a discussion of like, how does what we do for consumer products companies relating to figuring out what the, the best lineup of 
ice creams, again, as an example, how does that match up to what we do with hotel customers? And how can that be related to, say, how a hockey team figures out which players to put out on the ice? What lineup are they putting out there? Could we look at a hotel's guests in the same way that a hockey team looks at their players in the same way that a company looks at their lineup of ice cream flavors. And again, because it was a hockey game, there is a hockey metric which has been around for a very long time, actually since the early 70s. It's one of the first true sports analytics that has been used to describe a pretty complex idea. And the reason I say that it's a, it's it's complex is because it describes how a player is doing in relation to all the other players on the team in conjunction, I should say, with all the other players on the team at that time. So here's how it works. Let's say I'm on a hockey team and if you want to measure my plus minus rating for a specific period of time and you can do it for any any unit of time related to hockey so it could be a period a game a series like the nhl stanley cup finals a season a career but my plus minus rating for say a game is very simply a subtraction equation it's the number of goals that my team scores while I'm on the ice minus the number of goals that the opponent scores while I'm on the ice. So for example, during the course of a game, if while I'm on the ice my team scores two goals and the opposing team scores one goal, my plus minus rating is two minus one or plus one. Conversely, if while I'm on the ice my team doesn't score any goals and the opposing team scores three goals, my plus minus rating is zero minus three or minus three. So it's descriptive in that it uses uh, you know, polarity, uh, positive and negative numbers, and it's very easy to see whether when I'm on the ice I have a positive impact on my team or a negative impact on my team. And the complexity comes in because it's not only me. It, it, it's not only me on the ice. It's describing what's happening when I'm combined with other players. So there's dynamics involved. And you can look at the uh, plus minus rating for players when they're playing with each other to sort of help optimize that. And so that appealed to our sensibility during that discussion. And you can see how we made the leap from hockey, certainly to the ice cream lineup problem. Um, one of the reasons is there, there are a couple of different marketing research techniques specific to that exercise. Uh, two of them are called uh, turf analysis, turf not relating to grass, but it's an acronym that stands for total unduplicated reach and frequency. And that tries to help you understand how to reach the most customers across a product line, as opposed to just selling the most product. Uh, the idea being very simply, if you have those five ice cream flavors, you wanna optimize not only the amount of ice cream, but to the number of different people that you're selling to. And that's what turf analysis helps you do. There's another technique called Shapley value analysis, which gets at purchase intent amongst different people, but it's similar 
it gets to a similar place as turf analysis, but it assigns a numeric value to each of your flavors, again, of ice cream as an example. And so that's how we sort of got to the place where uh, the plus minus rating of hockey was similar to try to figure out how to optimize a lineup. And so when we started talking about, well, can we, can we think of the guests in a hotel, say, in a similar way? And so that's how we came to the idea that every guest can have some impact on the future. Every guest who comes through the door of a hotel will uh, have some likelihood of becoming a loyal guest. And so can we use the data to come up with a metric, again, use the data that we've already been collecting around the loyalty behaviors to come up with a number that will help us determine whether the guests will be a positive influence on the, on the future or a negative influence. And again, the idea of the polarity of the hockey plus minus rating really appealed to us so that we can very simply see whether somebody is more likely is, is going to positively impact the a business or negatively impact the business. And so we went back to a lot of number crunching. We threw all the data we had been collecting over the previous, uh, so if we do the math right, this was eight years ago, and we've been collecting that kind of data for more than 20 years. So it, it was approximately 13 or 14 years at that point that we had the data. We looked at trying to get to an algorithm that made sense. So this is the scoring system that we ultimately came, came up with by crunching all that data into a number of different equations over time. We decided again that the, the sensibility of that plus and minus rating really made sense. And because we didn't have absolute information about what was gonna happen in the future, we had to sort of group guests or customers into buckets, if you will. We decided on five buckets um, and assigned for each of the guests or customers who completed the survey and specifically those three questions relating to the loyalty behaviors. Again, one about expectations, two about their likelihood to return and be a repeat customer, and three about their willingness to recommend and in modern, more modern times to write a positive review we were going to assign them one of these five scores. Zero being neutral, we were unsure as to whether they would have a positive impact. The plus one and plus two uh, scores were going to indicate that that guest or customer was likely to have one of those two strengths of positive influence going forward. And then conversely, there were two negative values that would indicate that the guest was more likely to have some sort of negative impact going forward. They might write a bad review, they might tell somebody not to come, uh, and they certainly probably were not going to come back in the future. And that's how we got to the idea of the fan value score somewhat mimicking or modeled on the idea of the hockey plus minus rating. All right, all well and good, but how do you use this in a business? How does a business, and again, we'll use the, we'll use the example of a hotel, how does a hotel look at the data that they collect from their guest surveys and understand what's gonna happen going forward? 
All right, so let's dive into some of the data that a hotel looks at or gets from us on a regular basis. Basis. So this is a dashboard that a hotel would get from us. And uh, it's a web-based dashboard, so it's available 24 seven. The data is in real time. There's a lot of metrics here. So let's zoom in on the fan value score information. So we see two different ways that the data is presented. First of all, this is uh, presented, it's shown for the past 30 days. So that's what the dashboard by default shows. It's it, again in real time. So it's all surveys collected in the last 30 days and it makes these calculations. So again, your possible scores are minus two, minus one, zero, plus one, and plus two. So the fan value score here is shown as an average score. The red is indicating that um, in this particular case, the 1.6 is down from the previous 30-day period. And if you roll over the, the down arrow, it shows you that the previous 30-day period it was 1.8. We also present that information in a pie chart. So the pie chart is, is perhaps more interesting because it's showing you the breakdown of all of your guests during that 30-day peri period into all of those five scoring buckets. So if I roll over the pie chart, 81.7% of this hotel's guests fell into the plus two or highest most likely to be loyal guest bucket. That's a very good number. Next was the plus one segment, 11.7%. Next was the uh, neutral segment at 1.7%. Next is the negative one uh, segment, which is only 3.3%. And finally, only 1.7% are in the negative two fan value score bucket. You can look at this in another way. So we are actually segmenting our, our guests into loyalty buckets. And some of our clients over time have decided to use that segmentation to tailor marketing campaigns based on this segmentation. What do I mean by that? So you can reward your likely or your plus two or plus one fan value score guests by offering them nice deals to come back and be, be and actually act on that idea that they're likely to be a repeat guest. Conversely, you might try to win back some of the people who are unlikely. And in this case, it's a very small percentage of people who fall into those two negative categories, but you might wanna to try to uh, change their opinion of your business by offering them a very attractive deal to come back and maybe move them into out of those lower segments to the better segments. So that's one way of looking at the segment segmentation. The other idea is let's look let's look again at the average fan value scores. So if we look at this graph down here, this is actually a past 12 month trend chart and it shows you the average fan value score over the past, for each of the past 12 months of data collected. So again, we're at 1.63 now, we're at 1.83 in May of 2022, and it's, you know, it's fluctuated from 1.6, and actually back in December and January, it was, it was a, a perfect two, which is obviously great, but the data points were probably lower. This might be a seasonal business, I don't recall. Uh, but 
again, because the fan value score scale is from minus uh, negative two to positive two, you know, the lowest score is 1.6, which is certainly um, pretty good. But the fact that there's some fluctuation here would help the management of this particular hotel perhaps look at some staffing issues during certain times of year. You can actually drill down and look at your fan value score for specific days of the week. And so getting back at the notion that the, that the plus minus rating in hockey helps you optimize your hockey team or your hockey team lineup. If you can see that your fan value score is higher on certain days of the week, it may actually be a reflection of your staff depending on occupancy levels and so forth. So your fan value scores to your guests may be a mirror of how your staff is actually doing. But it's certainly a useful tool for helping to understand what's perhaps going on um, with your team. And so that's the two ways that we look at fan value score. And again, the reason that we did this today is because it, it was derived from the plus minus rating in hockey and we're in the middle of the Stanley Cup playoffs in the NHL. And so we thought that this would be an interesting episode to record now. I hope you agree. I hope you got something out of it. If you have any questions, feel free to drop them in the comments. Reach out to me directly through uh, the website. My contact info is there. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We'll be back soon with a new episode. Have a great day.